Welcome back to the Conversion Code podcast. I am your host, Travis Halverson. I'm just kidding. This is Nikki Pice. I am here with Jeremy Jenks. Thanks for being here, Jeremy. Thanks for having me, Nikki. Today, you don't know, you don't know how excited I am to be on here. <laughs> I guarantee you everybody's excited to talk about what we're going to cover today. We will be going over what it takes to build a business that is focused on conversion and some of the changes that you've seen and then what it takes to hold everybody accountable. Um, Jeremy, how long ago did y'all start? So I've been doing real estate for 15 years total. Mm -hmm. um, Scott and I started this business about seven years ago now. We, we officially, it was about 2015 when we formed our LLC paperwork. And, um, you know, in the, in 2016, we actually like got up and got rolling and it was, uh, the first bullpen that we built full of agents mm -hmm. was myself and the paint was still drying at a stand up desk. And I was looking, I had a good window view though. I could see out the window. So I was excited about that. <laughs> so yeah. So then seven years. you in the one window, um, I believe that there was like a way that you and Scott came to know each other. How did that happen? Um, so interestingly enough, we had the same coach here in town mm -hmm. and we got to know him. I got to know him. Scott got to know him. And he, through coaching with us, obviously, and learning our goals, realized that we both wanted to start a very similar focused real estate team. Oh, wow. And he said, you know what, guys, I never do this because like, you know, coaching is very personal. I don't share anyone's personal details, but all I'm going to say is I really think you two should meet. Wow. And we respected him so much that both of us were like, uh, yeah, he, you know, he's never said anything like that before, and we knew he knew us well. Mm -hmm. So if he was introducing us, we thought it would probably be a pretty good, mm -hmm. pretty good meeting to take. So we ended up having breakfast at Cracker Barrel that lasted about two hours, two and a half hours, mm. and we just laid out all the plans and thoughts and stuff that we had for starting real estate teams, which at the time we were both going to do separately. Um, and then, you know, over the course of months of planning and whatnot, we decided to bring it together. So really, that's kind of like what turns into the heart of the business is like knowing the right people and the people ultimately being like the backbone to, to each aspect. So now, you know, you start out in the in the paint drying um, <laughs> bullpen. Right. Yeah. And then what takes you um, from there to here? What are the what were the steps, especially revolving around, you know, people and changes that that happened? Well, to talk about the heart of the business and talk about our heart, I got to mention this. One of the things that we noticed, he and I both worked for developers. We both worked on site. And Myrtle Beach is an interesting place to do business. There's mm -hmm. a lot of agents in flip flops and, and tank tops and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty funny. Um, and, and I actually just heard this statistic. It, it's not uncommon but nationwide if you did more than four deals last year you're in the top eight percent of nar right now Ooh. right so and that's it that's okay? huge i think that's even more drastic here at the beach and i've always mm -hmm. said you know the top 10 percent of the agents here at the beach do 80 to 90 percent of the business right so that that math kind of flows and so mm -hmm. what, what scott and i what bonded us initially was we said we would rather have 10 high producing agents with a ton of accountability, uh, a ton of collaboration be between the team, everybody's working, everybody's in the office, high energy, like have that kind of group and that kind of office rather than have 100 agents all hang their license, okay? So so that's the belief we had when we founded it. And um, 
we started with that idea and but it's still even with that being one of like i would say our core principles our core beliefs it's still so easy to get off track and mm. so you know you asked about the people we started hiring agents we started hiring admin um we're talking about being accountable we're trying to set examples of being accountable because i've always lived within our own systems you know being in sales so i'm like like leading by example, if you will. Right, and because you're doing both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. managing mm -hmm. and, and selling. Mm -hmm. And so even with me being in the systems, it is still very easy to get off track and realize that, you know, you've talked about it till you're blue in the face. You've built a culture, though, where we talk about it. We don't necessarily produce the results or do it. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Even as much as we have. So we've had the moments in our, you know, you asked about this, this path and in our last seven, almost eight years now, we've had moments where we've gotten off track and we've realized it and we always course correct. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's taken a lot of, um, you know, a lot of failing forward, really. Mm -hmm. And one of, of the forward. one of the things that I remember, like coming and joining Oakland Ocean was that um, I spoke with you and Scott out in California at the KW family reunion. And one of the things that like was a turning point in our conversation and it sounded like with Oak and Ocean is that y'all decided that y'all would make such a big dream with Oak and Ocean that other people would be able to fit their entire dreams in into that cloud, right? And Absolutely. so that all of a sudden, um, you know, what you're talking about with finding the right people, people who dream big and then are aligned with a company that allows that sort of room to happen. Um, I mean, that's that's the accountability part. Then everybody is trying to to get to the, the next step. Um, so I love that. I think. I yeah. Think that's let me great. let me um, give you my two cents on that real quick. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to go back to the beginning, we started with the best people we could possibly find. Mm -hmm. Right. We started with some great people. You know, we've been focused on this the entire time. But over the years, we've gotten a little bit smarter about maybe what the position was. And so we'd find someone that was a better fit for that position who then once but then once you're surrounding yourself with top talent, it becomes easier to attract other top talent. Mm. So fast forward to when we're in Anaheim and we're meeting you, somebody who we initially met and, and we're like, wow, this is really top talent. We want her to be on our team. I don't think we would have been as successful in that conversation five or six years ago because we didn't have all the pieces in place, mm. right? We had wow. to fail forward for a while. Sure. Okay. So then fast forward, you get to a place where you're able to attract top talent from across the country mm -hmm. to move here to little old Myrtle Beach. And what we're able to do now is build a much bigger world where, like you said, other people's dreams can live mm -hmm. within that. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that looks like everything for, for you guys, like for some action steps for anybody who's listening to this, um, you know, that looks like anything from talking to your team and making sure that they're reaching their individual goals, making sure you know what their goals are and you're coaching to them, uh, making introductions. We've introduced you, Travis, Definitely. Ryan, to a lot of people across the country mm -hmm. that are, you know, pretty powerful uh, entities, I guess, in real estate. Um, and, and you just, you never know what'll happen from making those connections and mm -hmm. whatnot. And we've done a lot of that as well. 
Uh, as somebody who is, you know, not on the side of having created business, but being a part of it, the work that Yelp done, it's like, it really shows, right? The, there were clearly opportunities where something could have stayed off kilter. And instead, there was always, you know, a vision that you work towards, and the results have continued to follow. And I want to get into some of the nitty gritty about, you know, the Absolutely. accountability within the systems to make sure that everything <clears throat> is really staying um, in the course that, that y'all have set, how, how are you double checking with your, you know, your databases? What are you, what are you doing on the back end to make sure that everything is, is staying in line? Um, wouldn't you be the best one to answer that question <laughs> <laughs> since you're my database manager and my lead ISA? Um, but you know, no, we do, I can just talk about from a business standpoint, um, you know, we've built a lot of backstops into our system. Okay. okay. And so what happens initially is the agents feel this, well, wait a minute, do they think I'm not doing my job? Well, yes, sometimes you're not. <laughs> okay. That's what we've seen. We've seen that across every single team that we've analyzed. Okay. It's not just us, mm -hmm. but it's not coming from a position of you should do this or else. No. It's coming from a position of let us help you. And that's right? the accountability. And, yep. and that's the, that's, it's like a double layer of accountability mm -hmm. because we're like, Hey, did you call Mr. And Mrs. Johnson last week? It looks like there's a note in there that you were going to, if you're overwhelmed, let me help you. Definitely. And, and I got to give credit, you know, before you came on with us, we had Travis came on with us about a year, I think before. Okay. And Travis was the first one who brought to the ISA position, right? Um, brought to that inside sales position that I'm going to help you from from a position of like I'm serving the agent. Oh, yeah. I'm not tattling on you, mm -hmm. you know, which can ruin the culture a little bit. Um, but he did a great job of saying, hey, I think part of my job should be just to help double check from a position of helpfulness. Mm -hmm. And it just immediately made a huge difference. Yeah. Right. Um, because you can, you know, typically sometimes there's that little bit of tension between the agents and the ISAs. Mm -hmm. And and it's, it's hey, man, why you keep dropping the ball here? Like, come on, we got to go. And, like, that is where accountability can kind of head in the wrong direction a mm -hmm. little bit. So I think Travis set the tone. I want to mention that, give him yeah. some credit there. Shout and then you've Trav. come in and picked that baton up, and you're carrying it forward in the same way. For example, um, the accountability meetings that you were doing, I talked to two or three of our agents when I'm doing my coaching this week, and they were excited to meet with you. Oh, man. Right? They yeah. know when you're coming to them and you're helping to brainstorm, they're only going to get better, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, Trav was like such a positive culture ad, it sounds like, and it helped for, because you're right, the ISA position to an agent position, if the culture doesn't feel like we're working towards the same goal, it could feel like an us versus them thing instead. Yeah. And so seeing somebody already doing it, you know, so successfully, that makes, you know, entering that sea even easier um, to do. And some of the some of the other things, though, I mean, outside of inside sales, right, there are other things as a business that y'all have in place, including, you know, biweekly role plays. We have our L10 meetings. We have uh, an entire sales meeting where no matter what, all agents are showing up um, and they are coming together to hear what's local in the market to make sure that each other is, you know, are we seeing the same things in contracts and so on? Um, how many how many um, items would you say? like it takes to to keep something cohesive 
Um, so yeah, just because you know you mentioned some of the details, like we want our agents to be at our role play meetings, we want our agents to be at our biweekly meeting. You know, mm-hmm. at a bare minimum, if you're if you're one of the eagles on the team and you're out just mm-hmm. absolutely killing it, you know, and I only see you at role plays and meetings. Great. Go write those contracts. You know, what what can we do to help you? Mm-hmm. If you're on the flip side, if you're a brand new agent, um, I, I'm not sure exactly what you're doing. You need to be in the office Definitely. because that's where you're going to learn. That's where you're going to grow. Um, that's where you're going to hear the conversations that the other agents are making. Um, you know, that's where you're going to be able to connect with us and you're going to learn what um, – you know, services that the other departments and you're building consistency. Absolutely. You're building that consistency in yourself because I do see it's very like the real estate license is a license to freedom. It's also a license to failure. Oof. You know, you have to be very careful um, the way you, because the the, the first person you have to hold accountable is yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're not holding yourself accountable, there's not a whole lot we can do. And how do you have, you know, in instances where there's a tough accountability conversation, how do you approach that? What does that look like? I'll tell you exactly what that looks like for me. Um, I follow two different things that everybody here can read and check into and follow. First one is the fifth habit, Stephen Covey's fifth habit of highly effective people, uh, which is seek first to understand, then to be understood. Mm -hmm. So whenever I sit down with somebody, I'm going to say, hey, Here's what I'm seeing. Here's what's going on. Tell me your side of the story, because I'm a big believer that until you get past some of the BS that maybe we tell ourselves in our head, right, (laughs) then you can actually get to where you can affect somebody. And um, the second thing is the book Susan, um, Susan Scott wrote a phenomenal book called Fierce Conversations. I recommend it to everyone in real estate, whether you're having fierce conversations with your clients, fierce conversations with each other, or in this case, I'm sitting down with an agent having a conversation about accountability, Mm -hmm. um, she outlines a process for how to do that. And it's, it's similar to what Stephen Covey says, but you know, you lay out a couple of the issues that you've had, give a, give an example or two, and then listen, Mm -hmm. right? Listen to that person. Like they're another human being, find out what's really going on. Um, you know, get through some of the BS a little bit or some of the excuses and get down to where you can really, um, you know, affect their, I like to say their programming, right? Um, that's going to be a much better accountability conversation Mm -hmm. than if you're just like, Hey, you're not hitting your numbers, get your, you know what together, move Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) But people are so receptive to you for that very reason. Like as a whole, the team trusts that, you know, when they're approaching Jeremy, it's very much a conversation where they're going to be heard and then from there, there's going to be solutions. Um, yeah. But I think that makes a big difference in the way that you lead the team. Um, what I have found too, I you know, <laughs> and you do it successfully though. <laughs> um, I used to be a teacher for a small amount of time, um, but the main thing that I learned was that every every student, right, cannot be approached in the same way. Not everybody works the same. And so there's a certain level of like, hey, you know, we don't have to, um, to have to have drinks on the weekend to respect each other and respect is so integral to still learning from each other. And so regardless of where the personality differences may be, there's a bigger goal of coming together to be successful together. And, you know, that's what makes us all drivers. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you're, what you're, you're talking about is kind of wrapping background of the culture. Like we had, you had mentioned before and, um, 
you know, one of the one of the biggest things um, that I want to circle back on that can steal the culture is if you do get somebody who you're having accountability conversations with, uh, it's not working out for whatever reason. You get that agent in the bullpen that's a little bit of a cancer, mm. right? A little bit of a, a downer, a little bit of a culture stealer, sure. and and it's usually not anything that we've done. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes it just isn't working out, right? But but a lot of the time, what what I've seen is somebody's just not ready to own it and mm-hmm. take responsibility. They might have a little bit more of a victim mindset, and that's mm-hmm. why they're not succeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know everybody says hire slowly and fire quickly, but that is an area that we're, mm-hmm. you're going to have that happen on a sales team. And the faster you figure it out and get rid of it, because it will bring down every other agent in the bullpen. Wow, that's true. Right? Yeah. So that's that's just a huge thing that and sometimes you know the really hard one is when that's one of your top agents. Oof. And we've been through that before. I've been through that both in new home sales and here mm. uh is you know you have a top agent that is just as they're a they're a I'm going to beat everybody top agent. Mm. I'm going to bring I'm going to I'm going to do what I can to drag you down to make sure I win. To stay kind on of top, the top agent. Step on I mean, others. Mm. They're super competitive. And I, I respect that, but, you know, they would they would step all over you in order to get a sale, you mm-hmm. know. And the best for the team is when, hey, I'm going to handle my stuff. I'm a top agent. You know I've got it together, but there's enough out there for all of us, an abundance mindset, and we can all learn together to get better. Mm-hmm. So that's those are the agents that we really focus on and make sure they stay and stay happy. I think that that's what sets um, Oak and Ocean apart um, because ultimately like there's just no fear in the way that y'all run business um, because think about how hard that decision might be for somebody who's in their first year to have a killer, but that killer is running other people off in their company yes. and then they're they're afraid to let it go. And then what ends up happening is over time, they're not seeing the same level of growth. So I think that's a big deal for, for others to hear. Um, is there anything... Anything else, Jeremy, uh, that comes to mind? I, I'm so so glad that we did this podcast. Together. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the last the last kind of culture stealer that I will mention is we touched on it again earlier, but it's not only between the ISAs and the agents. Mm-hmm. You can have uh, healthy like discourse, or you can have very unhealthy a problem mm-hmm. between your closing team. Like mm-hmm. that that can be a very thankless job when they feel like the agents are just running in and dumping something on their desk. Mm. And so it's another thing for the CEOs out there to kind of watch out for is just, it's just overall, it's making sure that you've got people with good attitudes and they are respecting everybody's part Mm -hmm. of the transaction. Yeah. That was, um, that was one of the biggest pools. The sentence that you told me when I was coming in was we believe in, honest conflict over dishonest harmony and making sure that if something comes up, like we would rather have that hard conversation than to keep things hush hush. Absolutely. And we live by it. And I have to give a tip my hat to my business partner, Scott, because that is one of his skill sets that he's really good at. And um, man, did it make me uncomfortable in the first year or two. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I had to learn about that. You know, I'm, I'm out there. I'm the, the, they call me the golden retriever of real estate, right? <laughs> um, so I'm out there meeting people and doing that whole thing. And he's very good at having some of those tough conversations. And I've seen the value of that. And I think our culture is where it is because of that. Mm, you know, that's we're awesome. not sweeping anything under the rug. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you again, Jeremy Jenks, for coming and doing the podcast with us. Um, guys, 
Tune in next week for all of the good things that we have to come. If you have any questions, definitely um, reach out to us on Instagram. We are so excited. Again, this is Conversion Code Podcast. Thanks, Nikki. Ooh.